looking after the colonel, that's what. Shoot him and let's get the hell out of here. Shoot him, we don't get the gold. What gold? Proposition. Like you might be interested in helping me out. Oh. I want you to set up a barrage for me. Yeah. If you whisper one word about the gold to these guys, I'm going to have you bounce from this outfit so fast your feet won't even touch the ground. Okay, Kelly. What is it? I want the intelligence reports of this whole sector, and I need them in the next two hours. That's nice. What's in it for me? It's behind enemy lines. I got three Shermans outside. His name's Oddball. A Sherman can give you a very nice edge. These are my boys. Still up. <laughs> no, it ain't. Look, baby, I'm kind of hung up. I need about 60 feet of bridge. Listen, kid, they haven't got you back in enough water again, have they? I don't need you. 60 feet of bridge I can pick up almost anywhere. Schmuck. All right, all right. I need at least 100 guys. Where do I find 100 men just like that? Well, better show up, Kelly. Come on, let's move it up. But my hair is still in curls. Hey, nobody said anything about flapping his 30 caliber machine gun all over the country. I'll make it $50 if you carry the machine gun, huh? I thought you said three Shermans. Those nuts have brought half the army with them. What is this? Oh, what is this, a ball game? Who are these guys? My friends, okay? And who's that bunch of refugees over there? The band. The band? You see, we're just a private enterprise operation. Those freaks! That ain't an army, it's a circus! Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm uh, Mark C. Kelly. Um. What? Um. I know, um. It's really bad to keep going, um. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm I not know. cutting that out, but why uh, are you going, um, on your name? Because I was thinking I was going to say it. Yeah. 
Boy, not a bit of work all day. It has been. It's been ninety-one degrees in yeah. the uh, in our uh, building of, uh, of monetary payments. Yeah. It's been quite hot, hasn't it? In old money, very hot. Oh, blimey! So, hello, welcome to the show. Uh, on this month, what are we talking about, Cal? We're talking about. I was going to say, you know, I needed it again. In my head, dirty dozen. No, no. <laughs> Kenny's heroes. Kenny's heroes. Uh, aptly after you and I, I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So good. Um, what do you want to talk about? Anything you want to talk about before we kick off? Let us talk about the world of Han Solo. Oh, right, the film. Spoiler alert. And if you haven't saw it, you're obviously not that bothered because you would have saw it. Yeah. Unless you've got kids or uh, a bedridden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unless you've got that person in the uh, Metallica One video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, I, I'll, give you, I'll let you uh, off for that. There seems to be an awful lot of bedridden uh, people with Star Wars. And there always seems to be somebody who is like dying of something. Yeah. And then they get to go and see the movie after... I think that's a bit of a oh, I do. <laughs> but um, I, I think the thing to talk about it is just uh, where negative wave, man, negative waves. <laughs> where where this, these negative waves have come from because I've yet to meet anyone who saw it who didn't really like it. Um, Even when we put out a muffle people are going, I really liked it. I think it's promotion. I think it's a bit Disney, uh, the, the problem. Um, I, I've listened to a couple of podcasts. I listen to um, the usual one, Trek's in mm-hmm. Sci-Fi, Anomaly, Star Wars Stacks. And uh, and also you know chatting with people and that everyone seems to be the opinion that it was just really badly promoted. Um, and I, when you look at the promotion videos, I was not stoked. No, by they, any we of said the trailer was terrible. Yeah, I know they were had a lot of problems and they're working really up to the last minute. Mm. But yeah, you're right. A lot of that is Disney. There was no need for a film so quick. No, if that would have been bought out Christmas like they did with Rogue One the mm. year after would have been fine yeah and I think as well bringing it out around about the same time as Deadpool even though Deadpool that was a bad idea careers, that it? was never going to be a good idea there's only so much money around that people are going well, to spend isn't it as well, but also like as we said before that The Last Jedi has only just come out really yeah. I mean it hasn't been out long and, and you know I think I, I said the other day that when Lord of the Rings came out and whether you like Lord of the Rings or whether you don't Having to wait a year for that film to come out gave you a kind of a really you know built up the excitement. It built up a year's worth of excitement. Not the expression. Anticipation is half the fun. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, but I, you know, all in all, though, I thought the chap who played Han Solo was pretty good. I liked him, uh, and you know, that got no qualms about that. I thought, me personally, I thought Paul Bettany stole the show. Yeah, yeah. Because then he was the late last, replacement yeah. as well. Because you know, he only filmed his stuff like at the last minute. You know, just because the show. I mean, I've always been a big fan, even since since the night. I just wish he'd do bigger stuff because I, I, he's just he, he's great now, but he sort of does just the small parts now, doesn't he? I think he does, yeah. But I mean, I suppose at the end of the day, it's like you know, small parts, but a very good small parts. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, are you a fan of Wimbledon? I've never saw that. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I mean, it's a bit of a feel-good movie, but it's not bad. I mean, he was he, he was probably the best thing in the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, uh, among uh, that, um, a Knight's Tale. Obviously, his vision in the Avengers films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I saw we first remember him from Gangster Number One. Uh, yes, that? played the young uh, yeah, yeah, Malcolm, yeah, Malcolm McDowell, isn't it? It's yeah. a really good film. That is, I've been saw it since the time. The incredibly underrated Master and Commander. It's an amazing film. That is really beautiful. Why can't film. they do another one of those? You know why? Because it lost loads of money in America. Oh, and do you know the interesting thing? And this is not to America because I love America. But that story was completely. <laughs> that original, st- the proper story was between was, bet- uh, was between America, Britain and America. It was ah. that war, and they changed it right. to make it French, and that lost all the part in the thing. But like Russell Crowe said, he really wanted to make, but they just because he bombed in America. Mm, 
Right. But they changed too much about it, but there you go. It's well, not so going to get I'm done. Sure, right? I'm sure that wouldn't have mattered to the viewers who like Russell Crowe and the yeah, like yeah. Uh, You know, it's a new story, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. I know yeah. Americans yeah. aren't that stupid where they, like, you know, they, they, they do know they've got a history of fighting with people and well, they're yeah. not always heroes. <laughs> Haven't we all? Yeah. Oh, come on, let's face it, Knights Templar for us. Not the greatest moments in English no, civilization. No, I don't mind them showing bad stories about British if they've done bad stuff it doesn't bother yeah, me yeah yeah I mean let's face it we had a, quite a big deal about slavery yeah <laughs> yes and we were responsible for a lot of things you started the French I didn't know about all that kind of their guillotine attitude towards uh, you know the Vietnamese Wowzers! Oh. They were right bastards. No oh. wonder they hate the French. Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah, and you know, if you look in uh, a lot of American uh, French cinema, especially in the seventies, the way we have Vietnam vets, that are American like Rambo mm. or Jackknife or whatever, they have always vets that are from who have fucked up, who have come, who fought the Viet Minh, oh. who were the ones before the Viet Cong. Now I should point yeah, out yeah. that over here, over here, um, the UK Netflix has just got the. Uh, 18 hour ten documentary bones. 10 yeah of, uh, of Vietnam but it's and the good thing about it's the unabridged one I've only studied the abridged one which was 12 episodes so I am going to watch the episodes 12 hours you mean? 12 yeah 12 hours mm. so I know that's 18 hours isn't it it's very long it's very detailed I must admit it's, it's amazing a, it's a bit like uh, it reminds me very much of uh, World at War in Colour Oh, yeah, 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 no, no, yeah, yeah. all the best like... documentary all time of the world yeah. of war, which is the best documentary ever made, and that's like 26 episodes. Yeah, yeah. and I've, know, watched, I've been the, watched all that. It's good in it because I thought then people had a you know, attention span, the mm. connect, when everything's done in 42 minutes now, yeah, yeah. docudrama. I don't want a documentary. That's just got rid of documentaries. I like yeah. a documentary. Just tell me the facts, and I'll take it to myself. Yeah, yeah. I love. I'm only, I'm only two episodes. Yeah, I, I think each episode's like yeah, some, uh, an hour and a half. Some brilliance about Kennedy in that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've just got to be where he's positive um, about Kennedy, which is the truth. Yeah, well, actually, anyway. listen to that Joe Rogan, uh, Dan Carlin podcast. Like they were saying that nowadays, if you think about, it, if you take now, if you want to become uh, president or you want to become candidate for presidency or something like that. Literally, your social media background is all over the place. They can find out anything about you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Kennedy, <laughs> all of you got like womanising and Terrible. and the fact that he was on like, quite strong prescription meds. Well, he had the, he had um, he had like a special room at the uh, White House where he'd like uh, like take all the ladies, and it was referenced in Mars Attacks. Oh, was it? Martin Short was taken into the Kennedy suite, and the Kennedy suite was that thing, and that was supposed to be true. Well, just not, not a nobbing room. It was basically. just a room, yeah, where he'd take his room. women on that, yeah. He's supposed to have loads and loads of them. If you were a prisoner, you would, don't you? Do you reckon Trump's found that nobbing room? Uh, Come on, he's bound to have. But yeah, with Melania, because don't you even live there? Hopefully, it was. It's waterproofed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so solo. Um, I, I really got, of course, the um, what's his name, Thingy Glover, Brian Glover, Danny Glover. Um, he's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's pretty good as Lando. I like him. Like I said, Lando. you think you're gonna get more? Well, I was. Uh, Emma was. My wife said he had an interview with Charles Gambino about. On Monday night, and they were talking to him about Lando, and mm-hmm. he said, "Oh, he's not finished Lando." No, he's going to be in the sequel, isn't he? They've got to do a film of them two. Them, two, I think they've got to base mm-hmm. it around them two and the Wookiee. Yeah, they've yeah. got to do that now and show them getting into, getting scrapes. into scrapes. You've got to, I think you've got to. Like someone said, they've got to show him being a criminal. Yeah, because he's, he's a criminal, yeah. and that's the only thing with this. He's a bit nice, and a lot of people say that mm. he, he spoils him coming back from a new hope. What do you think about that saying? Because in the New Hope, it's a shot. Oh, bloody hell, hand those hands. So let's come back to save them. In that one, you sort of get that earlier on that you could. But yeah, but he's always been like that, though. When you think about it, because he's, he's a rogue at the end of the day. But the reason why he's not so he's not so kind of like um, golden balls 
in a new hope is because he's underrun from Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. He hasn't met the Hutt yet, the Hutt family. So he's kind of like... I think that's for the next film, maybe, won't it? Yeah, he'll I be getting into be. it and you'll probably see a bit, might see a bit of Boba Fett in that maybe, you know, some other kind of stuff. But I hope they do do a sequel. But if they do, they need to not rush it out. They need to do like what they're doing with Bond at the moment where they're taking the time. I think I know a lot of that is also because of the fact that Daniel Craig's missus is pregnant. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's obviously waiting until the baby's gone. But I think a lot more of it, they're developing that script now. Danny Boyle's got it all, so they're working on it. They're taking the time because Quantum came out too quick. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I just said, take, just take your time, work on a script, yeah. you know. Concentrate on the, the Obi-Wan movie, maybe, because I think that would be a Kenobi. I think yeah, and I think as well, maybe they don't need, maybe it doesn't need to be such a big budget film as well. I'd maybe make it a bit more low-key. I think well, that I might think, give I, a diff, give us, you know, maybe give it a different director who can do something different with it. Well, the, I thought Howard did a cracking Yeah, he did. You? Because he's not even a Star Wars fan, is he? he said I was anything. He's not particularly a Star you know, Wars fan, is he? That's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. If you're too much of a fan of it, then you're going to bow down to fanboy pressure, and that's never good. Do you ever think they give it Kevin Smith? No, because I think he's too um, outside the studio. No, not that. Because he was too he said involved, he... didn't they? Really? Yeah, it's yeah. a bit like really. I think with all due respect and fair play for him for having a go. But I think the Simon Pegg script for Star Trek is a bit of a letdown. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like it, but it's like a TV episode. A TV, and that's the problem, because yeah. he's a fan of Star Trek. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, I know everyone turns around and says, that is his madness. Surely you want someone to say, well, yeah, you know, you want someone who's got an appreciation for it. But if you're too much a fan, I mean, you can go the other way, a bit like um, when they did the remake of the Prisoner TV series, which I think was written by Bill Gallagher, who did Clocking Off. He is a fan of the Prisoner. Yes, yeah, yeah. But because he was a fan of the Prisoner, he kind of like thought, well, I can't just, and you shouldn't just do a, a, a scene for scene remake, but he was just nowhere near the no, ideology of no, the No, no, it's a strange old, yeah, it's a really old strange. It's a strange way to go. So I think, that, you know, just get a, get a director who's got a bit of passion, who's got a, who, <laughs> who isn't going to get sacked, or isn't going to get found out for, for some kind of sex offence. Well, I didn't like know that. that. <laughs> I was talking to uh, Anthony from uh, Scottacast, and... Mm. Uh, I thought that, that that person got the sack was because it was darker, but he said no. no it was, it was, it was too, like it was going towards Guardians of the Galaxy. It was, and if you watch the beginning of the movie with that crazy caper with the with the alien with the six arms, yeah. bit, basically that's rocket in it. Yeah, and so it's kind of like it, it's, it's it is a bit too sort of like we've already had this kind of scenario. Yeah. If you're going to be like that, well then just look at the relationship between Chewie and Han in the films, where it's like you know laughing up, fuzz Fuzz bar, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that kind of thing, where you think well that's what you want, you don't want that kind of best mates taking nippies kind of thing. And I think that's what we're going to get. I think ultimately that's what we're going to get if they do. If I they think do, they will do. I because I, right. You know, it, you know the special wash its own face. Mm. It will make its money back because mm. it will because it's got all the other markets. A lot of markets that ain't come out yet, right? Yeah. Far East, it hasn't come out yet. When it comes out, Blue fucking Ray fanboys are bought, and it'll make its money back. And they talk about losing money, but it still made three hundred million dollars. Now it's I, not bad. What, what do you think about this whole? Thing? I mean, I, I was, I bought this up online where I turned around and said that I, I, I don't understand why we don't use the Star Wars theme. I, 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 yeah, but I, I think there is. Yeah, I think that's a major flaw with it. Yeah. Is the music so? But I couldn't even tell you any of the music in it, could you? I don't well, remember it. I, I, someone said, and I don't know who said it, but the, the, apparently there is a the Han theme, which was in A New Hope, I think, is actually in the the score of the main title theme. But I can't remember what that was anyway. No. But when you see a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, you waiting for that, yeah. you know. And when you don't get it, you kind of go oh, I'm deflated. Yeah, oh, because and it does say a Star Wars. Yeah, story, yeah, and it's just so. blandly about it. If you're gonna, if you want to do something different, do something really different with mm. the music. Not do 
time orchestral what, is it what about a, a uh, art nouveau jazz it's, it's okay electronic I get you know you know give it to an electronic score uh, you know someone different and think right do you could, something you, you couldn't have like a hip hop in there could you well you couldn't have a hip hop one but if you what that original thing was going to be it was going to be quite a hip hop movie because it had I know you didn't ever watch The Wire but the person who played the bloke before Paul Bettany who did the voicing was hmm. was a bloke who played Omar in, in The Wire who was the fucking baddie stats and yeah. I could I, I, yeah, I would have done that but it, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. Like I said, I didn't come out of film thinking, oh, that film's rubbish because the music was rubbish. No, 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 no. I just I mean, don't remember it. I just don't remember I, it. I thought, the, I thought the exact same when it came to Vogue One. Uh, I thought that it was like, well, why, why, why don't we have the Star Wars? Yeah. Well, I think that's a bland movie anyway. It's, it's a very bland movie. Bland I mean, there's some, there's some lovely bits. You know, I like Kevin that. Smith said about that, right? You talk to people who like that film, what do they go? Ah, what a bit when Dark Vader comes at the end, that's not the film. That's not the film. That's how he done at the end. Fact, you might as well just forget fact, all the film. You know what? I don't like that bit. Oh, that's all people talk well, about. He's, he's, yeah, but I don't like I don't know, we said this before. Oh, he turns up, he's doing some kick ass fucking moves that lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. He was bloody shit when he had a go with Obi Wan Kenobi yeah, yeah. about five minutes later. Yeah, I know, so yeah, that's like, the oh, thing. What yeah. happened in those five minutes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you not recharge your battery up your ass? No, you was just and then let's not get anywhere near that computer generated version of Princess Leia. Yeah, that, yeah. Let's not go there. They're the little things that they're not, you know. But those think, are the things that last, and those are the things that stand out. Yeah, it's true. And if you can't do it properly, then don't do it. And I'm sorry, I know. I keep banging on about it. Apart from in the Dwarf Kingdom, Lord of the Rings. You go back now and watch Gollum. That, still that effect, up, man, yeah. he's still amazing. Still amazing. And yeah. why? Because they did it properly first time. Mate. But the thing is, they'll never use um, like uh, uh, Weta, would they? Because yeah, it's, they do. But that's that's the that's the annoying thing. Because there's industrial light and magic in Lord of the Rings films, and there's wetter stuff in. Oh, is that? I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, because of the. I think it was. Yeah, right? No, no, no. I think it was. I think even the sound was done on Skywalker. Yeah, right. So it's like, yeah. yeah anyway, anyway uh, you've got something else, haven't you? Yeah, I, I want to give a big shout out to our number one fan. We might not be number one, he might hate us. <laughs> well, you mean, yeah, that, yeah. yeah you, called, and his name is Jonathan Dawes. Oh, I'm sure that's the name. Thank you very much again for doing me. Uh, is it Door or Dawes? Doors. Oh, right, okay. Uh, that's not very really professional, is he? Yeah. <laughs> Getting the joke the DVD. Anyway, <laughs> he did me a DVD of John Carpenter concert, which if anyone knows in his world, I'm a bit of John Carpenter obsessive, and it was so noisy if you're doing it, because it was one of the best things I've ever saw in my life, and I thought, I'm never going to get that mm. memory back, and my memory's shot. <laughs> so uh, it was just good to watch it and take me back there. So once again, thank you, old uh, Jonathan Doors. Can I borrow that? You certainly can. Thank you very much. Look, not this weekend because I've got. I'm yeah, no, you could, have, you could have heard the Passover. Yeah, the Passover. <laughs> yeah, because I'll give you my money. Sorry, you're out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear, man. Oh, that's so, good. That is because you sort there. No, I said sorry if you've <laughs> checked that as offensive thing. I'm not making a joke about that. But yeah, it's you can watch passion. it. But it's very, very nice here. And, you know, after, after your own back for no money. I know. Very nice I, absolutely. I, well, he's had some fridge magnets. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, people get fridge magnets. So thanks, Jonathan. Uh, he's also done us a Peter Cushion interview. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is that's coming. That's the thing. But that's going on my iPad. But thank you so much. Honestly, you've you've gone above the call of duty on on that. So you're an absolute star. Thank you very much, my friend. This podcast is dedicated to you. Double thumbs up. Double thumbs up. If you could see it. Yeah. And thank God we don't. Um, Kelso, what do we do before we talk about the film? We play an excellent theme
Okay, so that was Burning Bridges, oh, written by Lalo uh, Schifrin and done by the Mike Curb Congregation. And it's at the beginning of the film and at the end of the film. Uh, the one that you're hearing there, I think, is the actual one from the film. The one that I have on my iPod um, is a redone version done by Mike Curb. You wouldn't know the difference. Wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, just, yeah. But it is. It's such an amazing thing. It's sort of sounds today, like a lot of them films, and they'd have like a song like that, like in, you know, like in a uh, Italian job, didn't mm. they, and stuff. It's like, it just sets the mood that it's a, like a K-pop, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, you yeah, You feel yeah. like a K-pop, yeah. yeah, I, I love that music. Like I said, I've, I watched it for years, and it, I've just had a smile on my face from the minute it come out. I think it, I think uh, Clint Eastwood actually recorded a 45 about, of that song as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, he did, I Talked to the Trees. Yeah, no, yeah. That might be, if I can find Clint Eastwood singing Burning Bridges, I'll play it then. If not, Is he I singing might... it or speaking it? No, because he sings it. He's not a bad singing voice, no. you know? But if I don't better name Harvey, he could sing yeah. But I'll put uh, Talks to the Trees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, so yes this film here we go was directed by Brian G. Hutton interesting thing about Brian G. Hutton born January 5th 1935 in New York he passed away at the age of 79 in LA he quit filmmaking in the 90s, 1980s and worked in real estate uh, he died in California uh, suffering a heart attack unfortunately so it's quite interesting that actually he quit filming in the 1980s it's, it's, it's unusual really it's a, yeah, it shows you how much so, money was in buying houses and that well, <laughs> yeah, in the exactly, 80s in America exactly, you know. um, so yeah it was uh, produced by Gabriel Gatska uh, unusual name now we'll go through who's uh, in this film uh, the, it was released June the 23rd, 1970. That was another really good bloody... Because I was looking at what was coming out. That's on some great movies around that. Well, MASH way. was also out of this, in this year as well, which is, of course, another Donald, uh, Donald Sutherland uh, movie. Um, now, we'll talk about the uh, the actors in this. Oh, here's a budget. He had a budget of £4 million, right, which is quite a lot when you think about it. And it made box office 5200000 Obviously, it's made considerable more. Uh, yeah, because there's it, like, yeah, it it a lot of... Things and vehicles and that isn't that one thing that you can see there's budget in it. Oh yeah, well the reason for that I can tell you now is uh, because it was filmed in Yugoslavia, which is what the country was called at the time. Um, they still had a lot of ex uh, World oh, War Two right, stuff. Yeah. They still had a lot of German stuff. They had a lot of tanks over there and a lot oh, of jeeps. Right. So it was quite cheap for them to use it because it was oh, already right. it was already there. Um, main star, this of course is Clint Eastwood. He plays Private Kelly. Now we've already talked about Clint uh, uh-huh. on our Dirty Harry episode. Um, so we'll move on to Telly Savalis. Uh, he plays Master Sergeant Big Joe. Do you yeah. know what Telly Savalis' real first name oh, is? Wasn't he Greek or something? It's, yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, it's quite a long name, was it? Alice or Aristoteles. Oh, Aristoteles right. Savalis, born January the 21st, 1922, in Garden City, New York. He, pa- he passed away on January the 22nd, 1994. A72, sadly he passed away from prostate and bladder cancer. His career began in films in 1961, and his movies included The Young Savages, The Greatest Story Ever Told, Battle of the Bulge, Mm. Cal, your favourite, The Dirty Dozen, The Scalp Hunters. Uh, Of course, he was very well known as playing Ernst Stavlo Blofeld in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. A pretty Maid, all you know, Inside Out, and Escape to Athena. But yeah. uh, he really got to make the uh, he's most well known for, of course, is a television program uh, called Kojak, yeah. which yeah. ran from 1970 to 1978 and co starred his real brother, George Savalis, who is, of course, also in this film. Uh, but personally, Cal, I think he's most well known for this. I spent hours in the beautiful 150 year old botanical gardens, and there are 10 acres of it. St. Edburgus and the old grammar school, it's like looking into the past. 
and it's hard to realize that all this is so near to the hustle and bustle of a really great metropolis. I can't sing it like he can, but I can assure you, this is my kind of town. I was told to get there before it all blew away. It was spectacular cherry blossom time in Birmingham's Bourneville. Riding the express elevator to the top of one of the city's highest buildings, this is the view that nearly took my breath away. As far back as the 12th century, the land on which Birmingham now stands was owned by the D. Birmingham family, whose tombs can be seen in this, the Church of St. Martin. We're in the heart of the West Midlands. There are over a million people in Birmingham. Two million a year use its modern rail terminal. The International Airport welcomes arrivals from all major European centers and important cities in Great Britain. Another way in is by multi-carriageway motorway. Motorways mean problems. I visited the West Midland Police Motorway Control Unit, one of the most specialized traffic control groups in the world. I found the city exciting. The modern buildings reflect its position as the nation's industrial powerhouse. You feel as if you've been projected into the 21st century. Seventy thousand people visit the museum and art gallery every month. They're powerhouses of treasure. The sound of disco music was in the air, so I wandered over to see what gives. It was an over 40s competition and incredible. Sure, somebody loves you, baby. The rotunda towers over the bull ring. It's 160 years since there was any bull baiting here. The ring is gone. Colorful markets have taken over. You know, it's an adventure to shop in this city. 150 market stalls display their goods, whilst over them, intense traffic pounds along the elevated inner ring road. There's a sophisticated shopping center over New Street Rail Terminal. It has 200 shops, restaurants, and my favorite, British pubs. A nostalgic contrast is the old Great Western Arcade. I walked on the walkways, sat on the seats, 
and admire the trees and shrubs in the spacious, traffic-free pedestrian precincts. Birmingham's road systems are revolutionary. The Inner Ring Road, Queensway, a four-mile circuit of dual carriageways, tunnels and overpasses, linking up with the main arteries of the city and the Aston Expressway. kind of town. So, so long, Birmingham. He is looking at you. Can't, can't now, get you know, that is, <laughs> is an advert has been bumming around us for a long time, isn't it? <laughs> Bamba, our mate Bamba's always putting that on Facebook, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. But it's crazy because he looked like he'd never been there. And I bet no, he hadn't been there. He also did one for Portsmouth and Newcastle. <laughs> it was all recorded in a. Uh... Is that because them special lollipops? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but no, no, you're going to talk about it. You're going to talk about it anyway. Well, there's a big rumor. You can talk about it. Well, there was a big rumor. I don't know where this rumor actually come from. It was a good rumor that actually he enjoyed Kojak sandwich because he had cocaine in his lollipops. I know. It was an amazing rumor when you first heard about that because he was he was a big drug dealer, yeah, wasn't he? I, so, I, I, I don't I, know if he put him. Why would he put him in when he could just sniff it before he went on? <laughs> Did he ever say he loves you, baby? Is it another yeah, yeah, beat me up? Is it? Yeah, is it another sort of like uh, yeah, yeah. people know that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good point. This is a great room, man. But uh, yeah, I hope you like that video. Five minutes long, mind you, but hey, it extends the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Don Rickles is also in this film. He plays a staff sergeant crab game. He was born. That's an unusual name, isn't it? Crab game, isn't it? Yeah. Born May the eighth, nineteen twenty-six, in New York. Passed away. Amazing. Only last year, at the ah. age of nineteen ninety-nine, he uh, received widespread exposure as a popular guest on numerous talk shows, oh, and variety right. shows, including D Mind Show, Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Um, but a lot of people will know him as being the main uh, um, river, so to speak, in the uh, roast TV programmes, most notably the Frank Sinatra roast, uh, which if you get to watch it on YouTube... What's that like? Uh, it's re- oh, it, Is he taking it well? Yeah, he does it. Well, All right. I think you've got to know Frank and get on well with him <laughs> yeah, to be yeah. taking the piece out of Frank Sinatra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Don Rickles is... Uh, now, Rickles has done, I'm sure he's done Eastwood as well. He seems to have done all of them. He's the main one who just literally rips into them. Do you know what latest roast is coming on, Comedy Central? What? No, no, no. Roast of Bruce Willis. <laughs> what if Kevin Smith's going to be on? I wonder if Kevin Smith's going to be on because he fucking hated him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cop, cop, cop out, cop out wasn't it? No, he did that like a fucking dick, on not yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he is a dick, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I don't get me wrong, I love Bruce Willis. I like his it, films. I, are... want, I wanted my hair like Bruce Willis. Yeah, Sadly, yeah, I... no, my, Bruce, my hair is like Bruce He Bruce. just turned into a strange actor. He could have done so much because he's a good actor. What was his last good film? But does, he's just like Nicholas Cage. He's just all about the money, you know? And I, I understand you've got to earn whatever, everything, but I think with Bruce Willis, he's burnt a lot of bridges in Hollywood, didn't he? I think he did, yeah. And, you know, because there's loads of things. That he, you know, Like I said, he can be brilliant. I remember he's really good in Unbreakable. Yeah. Like, really yeah. like that. You know, he's supposed to be really good in the Death Wish uh, remake. Is it a Death Wish remake? Yeah, and you know, it's by, it's by um, Eli Roth. Ooh. You look at the trailer, it, could, it never got a release over there. I think it's coming on Netflix in September. Oh, wow. But I've heard it's really good. And I reckon he's re- Bruce Willis is really good. I love Has Netflix. he got hair in it? He's got some kind of uh, some hair kind in of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I like Bruce with a bit of hair. I'm not a like I said, I think he's butch. He's brilliant as fucking butch in Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. You know, he can. Sixth he, Sense. He can be really good for some reason. He just. Uh, it's in Die Hard movies are awful as the new ones not the early I love the early the ones the early ones are amazing oh. uh, yeah so check out uh, Don Mickles now uh, Donald McNichol Sutherland possibly one of the most coolest men in Hollywood oh yes still acting today still going strong uh, born 17th of July 1935 he's now aged 82 at current time of recording of course he's Canadian yeah. proud Canadian and he rose to fame, starring in a load of successful films, of course, including The Dirty Dozen, which he starred with Tennessee. Yeah, I think there's a lot of films of this ilk around about now, a group of men going to do something. Yeah, uh, MASH, of course, Clute, Don't Look Now, which is just a fabulous film, Fellini's Casanova, 1900, uh, National Lampoon's Animal House, people forget he was in that, oh, uh, yeah. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, probably the most scariest ending in any film, uh, yeah. uh, all in the film, and The Eye of the Needle. Of course, uh, a lot of people, uh, our younger listeners, uh, will know him from The Hunger Game. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right, because he's the, the president in that book. Yeah. We've got to talk about... <laughs> what? We've got to talk about it, we've got to talk about... What? What are you looking confused? What? What are we talking about? I'm just thinking how to talk about his character in there, Kelly Lee Arrows. Right, now, there is a point, no. right? <laughs> if... Who does he play? Let's say just... Oddball. Oddball. Now... Sergeant Oddball, I like it is, is it the strangest character ever in a World War Two film? I'd say so, but I'd say it's also like, um, you know, the MASH books, which are by Hornberg as Hooker, was based obviously about the guy's stuff in Korea, yet clearly the the TV series most notably, and also I guess part of the film, is all about Vietnam. Vietnam yeah. And this clearly is, although it's Germany, it's clearly World War Two. Apart from him. Apart from him, which is clearly represented. He's like completely out of time. Yeah. I do not believe what people are saying, dig, Calling people cats and um, using negative waves. Now, I've got a gift for you and to our listeners. What's Would that? you like to a little mashup of all the negative waves? Yeah. Sure. Suppose the bridge ain't there. Oh, man. Don't hit me with them negative waves so early in the morning. It's still up. <laughs> See what's sending out them negative waves, did Moriarty? Hey, that ain't my fault, Oddball. I've done nothing but have good thoughts about that damn bridge ever since we left. What happens now? It looks like we're gonna find ourselves another bridge. And where are we gonna come up with another bridge? There you go, more negative waves. Have a little faith, baby. Have a little faith. Now go on, get down into your hole. No, man! You guys are crazy! Look, when we was in a Bocaz country, we was assaulted by them tigers. You know what I mean by assaulted, huh? Well, I mean assaulted! Why don't you knock it off with them negative waves? Why don't you dig how beautiful it is out here? Why don't you say something righteous and hopeful for a change? Crap. Oh, oh, oh. 
What did I tell you? Huh? Now look, Bob. To trade for the uniforms, I can understand. But to buy this tank, you gotta be crazy. It's a mother beautiful tank. It's a piece of junk. The fuel system leaks all over the place. It's a piece of junk. Always with the negative waves, Moriarty. Always with the negative waves. Can't ever have enough negative waves. I, I love him in it. It's but like, he's it's just like truly that. bizarre. Well, it's like when he has a go at Moriarty and he goes, always with the negative waves, Moriarty. Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. don't you look around at all these beautiful people? And his group of people, he's got like, like the fez on. And... <laughs> yeah. It's like, I love him in it, but it's an odd thing. But like you're saying, I think that was probably to attract to the hippie crowd and that. Yeah, Let's have someone, because yeah. everyone was throwing it in in them times, weren't they? Like, oh, you know, no younger people are going to go and see it. Hmm. It's a bit brilliant, isn't it? But it just doesn't make any sense. Also, the way he does... <laughs> <laughs> he's just the wolf noises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my favourite line is, what, what are you doing on ball? Eating bread and eating... No, he goes, drinking wine and eating cheese. Yeah, he's <laughs> chilling out. Yeah, he's just waiting yeah. out. And he also, he does actually turn around and say, um, there's a line where he says, I think I wrote it down on my notes here, where he turns around and goes, uh, if we're late, it's because we're dead. Well, that's it's it. I love it, it. And when I was a kid, I never thought anything about it, did you? No, no, no. It's no. only when you got old and you watch it, you think, it's just a really strange no, character. And also, the wow, that... Um, it, it's never really fully explained in the film about that Kelly is actually a private because it, he's demoted because it's of pa- the, it's, um, I think it's too dark I'd like to know because it's like done in passing isn't it when they talk about that yeah. that he killed he, he killed stormed a hill and they all got killed yeah. but it, it, sort weren't, of, it weren't his fault was it's sort, like, pla- sort of yeah. glazed over really quickly isn't it now other people in this film I'm just going to read these out uh, Gavin MacLeod as Moriarty Shepard Sanders as the Turk Stuart Margolin as Private Little Joe Jeff Morris as a cowboy. Of course, people know Jeff Morris from being in the Blues Brothers. Don't you say a fucking word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hal Buckley as Captain Maitland. Yeah. Hal Buckley as Captain Maitland. Uh, Richard Devalis as Private Katowski. Perry Lopez as uh, Patuco. Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. Oh, the wonderful Harry Dean. Yeah, yeah. Now, Harry Dean Stanton looked exactly the same in this okay. film as he did in The Incredible yeah. Hulk. Yeah, he's <laughs> like a person. Like, he aged, but he never seemed to change his face, did he? No, no. Um, where are we? Tom Troop as Colonel Job, Len Lesser as Bellamy, David Hurst as uh, Oberst Dankoff, George Savalis as Mulligan, of course, yeah, uh, Carl Otto Alberti as a Tiger Tank Commander, and Ross Elliott as Colonel Booker. Yeah, I don't think he's the German. He's got like a really evil, evil smile when he sees the glint of gold on his face. So they yeah. think he's because I think that's what's interesting about this film. It's very <laughs> anti. It's very, very anti-military. This film, isn't it? Yeah. Are you going to go through it now? Yeah, do you want to go through it? Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll talk as a, there's some, you can say this is not a pro-military movie, is it? Oh, no, 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 no. Well, the fact they're going in the opposite Corruption and everything in it. So the film starts off with, which I find amazing, like, it's pouring down with rain, there's shitloads of Germans here. Yeah, it's a strange start, isn't it? Because yeah. when I first put it on, I thought, I'd missed the first bit and I forgot. It starts in the middle of the story straight away, yeah. doesn't it? There's no yeah. build-up to it. So, Kelly's sitting in a Jeep. Yeah. It's an American Jeep yeah. as well. Yeah. There's all Germans looking at him. And not one of them would look and go, that's, that's got a white star on the front of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Because this is there's a book of Kelly, there's a book, isn't there? So I don't oh, know man. if the book's a bit different, if it shows you... Let's have a look, is there a book? I'm sure there's a book. Or is it one of them books that are made from the film? It could well be made from the book. It doesn't say anywhere... And so we're on the notes about that. Blah, 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 blah. Written by Troy Kennedy Martin, so it might be worth uh, Googling. I'm sure I read it was from a book because it's a very strange start. Anyway, mm. Now, 
Um, obviously, that he gets away from, which is amazing. How he just drives away in that jeep, covering covering Germans in water. Yeah, yeah. He's got a, a, a lead uh, German. What would you say, commander? Would you say what they're called? Yeah. Uh, wow! Uh, uh, wow! Commandant? No. Uh, commandant? Uh, no. I suppose it'd be a st- well. It'd be German. It'd be like a staff sergeant. Really, staff sergeant, yeah. like that. Um, so he's got he's got a whole load of lead in in a suitcase, which you find out because he takes it off the guy. And obviously Kelly's found out about this. He's found out about that something's going on, and he's going to get this guy drunk. So he takes the um, the brandy to get the German drunk. Now he finds out that in this church in the middle of nowhere on the other side of the wall, yeah, contains fourteen thousand bars of gold yeah. in a bank, which is round about sixteen million US. Yeah. Dollars. Quite a lot in those kind of things. Yeah. Now, all the all the troop are concerned about are looking for ladies, aren't they? Yeah. Tell us about this big Joe. He's constantly. No, I wonder if he's drinking and shag. Drink and shag. Yeah. They, they keep banging on about going to Nancy, don't they? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's the one thing they keep going on about. Mulligan, played by uh, Teddy Savage's brother George, keeps dropping bombs early, but it's uh, it's this is the first time we have to see a proper bar of gold. And when you think about it, he gets that bar of gold, right, just by having an alarm clock go off. And set the bombs off. That's not a bad deal. Is no, it? it's not. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah. But this is the thing isn't it? that, like, uh, the American army is so corrupt. Everyone would do anything because a lot of this. I was thinking about this uh, film. There's a lot of. Uh, do you know the, the film called uh, The Treasure of the Animal Mountain? No, no. It's a really famous film about gold fever, and it's about like three men who go looking for gold in the Sierra Madre Mountains in uh, Mexico. Mm. And it's about how they turn on each other because they find gold. Oh, it's right. about gold, because there's a lot about gold feeling it's that people do anything. So they greed and all that. There's a, there's, there's, I, I, like I said, I think all through that thing, that's running through America, isn't it? that basically the Americans were there for money. Yeah. It's, you know, that's it. They don't give a shit about morals. So they all want fucking money. Because mm. everyone's bribing everyone in this, isn't they? Oh, yeah, have yeah, a bottle yeah, of whiskey yeah. in this, and you have that in your nylons and all that. There's an awful lot of gold. Like, well, there's one bit. Well, we'll come to that in a little bit yeah. later. One, but when Kelly goes and asks for supplies, this is where we meet Crab Game. He's got an amazing amount of stuff. Now, on YouTube, uh, I weren't going to make these notes because otherwise we'd be here all day, but there is a thing on there where it's sort of like um, all the detail in this film, and they got stuff that's totally spot on with uh, the uh, cigarettes that are there, the oh, of brandy were stuff, they? authentic, yeah, brandy yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing, uh, even, even to the point of the badges on their uniform. To the key on the tank, which means it's the Panzer Division, yeah, yeah. Um, which of course was Hitler's bodyguard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all those kind of little things. It's a wonderful little video. I think it's about three. Oh right, have a look at that. Yeah, it's look really, that, really cool. So Kelly goes and asks for supplies, obviously there, and this is where we find Oddball, who's lying on top of uh, the crates with a lady, and he wants in, and that's when he turns out. So if we're late, it's because we're dead. Well, he's not in it at first. Is he? It's just that they bring him in, and it because you need some. He's asleep, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because you need some armor. Because yeah. you don't know what he's doing there again. Well, he's, he's doing something with the girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very silently. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. yeah. no one seems to have noticed it. Uh, now, Big Joe causes all these troop and moaning about that. And a lot of the way he keeps saying that, he goes, we'll get some dirty movies, we'll get some... Ver-. Now, 1939 and 1945, yeah. was there a lot of dirty movies? This is it. I don't know. There's those weird cultural when, references. When did, when did porn really start? Mm. Well, I suppose, when, as long as it's been... People making movies has been, I suppose, so, yeah. I suppose Easy, easily accessible. Would you say exactly? Would they have had a projector and all stuff like that? I don't mm. know. Well, they could have. Uh, I don't know. Let's mm. not get into that much detail. Well, no, <laughs> no. I'll, inv- I'll, I'll, I'll just tell the listeners. I'll investigate later. <laughs> <laughs> but what I do like is the way that 
he warned Kelly not to try and convince them to go on his caper. Mm. And of course he has, he's talked about it. And I love the fact that, that he looks at all the guys who he respects, you know, and he says to the cowboy, he just looks at him and he goes, I think I'm going to have to go in with Joe. And they all say the same thing, don't they? Yeah. And it's then, then he goes, okay, well, if my boys are going, then yeah. I'm going to go. Uh, yeah. I quite like that. Yeah, but there's always that. That, there's that little thread there as well. And when he says, uh, you know, look what we've done for America. What has America done for us? Mm. And there's that sense of entitlement there, like, well, you know, well, we're yeah. fucking dying. Because he says that, doesn't he? We're all dying for nothing for the, he says, the money they're getting. Yeah. Like $3 a week or something. So, but that, and, but that is running all through the film, isn't it? Where, mm. you know, you should, you, well, you shouldn't, you should be fighting for your country. Yeah. You're not there to make money, are you? But, yeah, yeah. But I suppose it's like, that, the similar thing with that came up in the First World War, wasn't it, as well, where, on, on the British side, where there was going, you know, you're constantly seeing people getting killed. Just so they can, what, I think Blackadder telling us, oh, just so he can move his drinks cabinet two inches closer yeah, yeah, to the yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. And it is true on that aspect. So there must be a point where you go, you know, is there any way we can get him somehow? Black market comes about. My right? granddad used to have a, a, a vase, isn't it, from a German ace? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And my nan sold it for about, about five grand you know, when we were kids, yeah. Oh, when he died, yeah, yeah. He nicked it from a house because he said yeah fucking he was a Nazi he was a Nazi so I said I took we all we'll rubbed his stuff yeah one well, rightly so give me a few shoe ins yeah 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 so there's still the photos of where this um, where this is going to be you know the the, the, uh, the bank's going to be and then they find out about the German Tigers so hence the reason why they well they don't tell no they don't they don't tell up all about it does no. they and Oppo's got all crazy things and he like he could go and make his tank go faster but I don't know how that works no, 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 no. And also, that. someone would have thought that he, he just has on an extra pipe to make it look like it's a more dangerous can uh, you know yeah yeah and, and he and shoots for no reason shoots uh, paint? Like paint guns it's like another art thing isn't yeah. it well he shoots paint and when, when uh, Kelly just looks at him like that he just goes <laughs> yeah 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 it's beautiful pictures yeah yeah you know I don't know if that was a thing of uh, it was the artist now I can't remember his name Jackson Pollock, yeah, isn't it, throwing yeah. the paint? I reckon that's a... Because yeah. Jackson Pollock, he's hyped so high, it was the 60s and 70s. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that was a little joke about could, that, yeah. Could well have been, could well have been. Now, at this point, uh, an American plane comes over, mistake, mistakes them and blows all their trucks up. And you think, oh, which yeah. did happen. And don't you think <laughs> as well, this this scene's all a bit like uh, the, the wild geese. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah, a lot of wild geese in this film, yeah, isn't there? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, does whether this does not absorb just kind of like coincidences, I'm not too sure. Because that bit is just like the wild geese oh, bit, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Um, odd boy, so they're trying to get across this place. They got a bridge they need to get. I love that bit, right? Where um, he's he watching the. Well, he's watching. He goes, "The bridge is set up." Yeah, <laughs> and it's like. No, it ain't. Yeah, but that <laughs> scene before that is just really, really violent. Oh, yeah, they yeah, just drive it, right? They just drive it. They're supposed to be a hippie. Yeah. And they just go out and slaughter everyone. Yeah, <laughs> blowing yeah. them up to shit, yeah. they? they blow everything up with music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's wicked when he's blowing all their mouths up. Yeah, yeah. yeah more music pumping. It's like, I thought they meant to be quiet. <laughs> and it is beyond any noise as well, but. Yeah. And I love the way that went. It's beautiful effects as well, the way that you can actually see the tank turret turn around yeah, and yeah, yeah. blow stuff up. And yeah. then, you know, the mad thing, guys, tell what this is. Talk about influence by stuff. Uh, after I watched that, I've been playing Sniper Elite 4 again. Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Couldn't help it. Um, so anyway, as they're going along the patrol, because obviously their, their trucks have been blown up, um, they have to go onto a minefield. 
And this is where, unfortunately, Grace gets blown this up. This is a serious bit in the film, isn't it? It's a quite a serious bit, isn't it? So they have to go along. Kelly goes first and he's putting his knife in to get, you know, make yeah, a path. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, a German patrol comes up and uh, they all open fire and two of their other men die. So they I, lose I three people. I like because Clint Eastwood's like kicking ass in this bit in the oh, film. Yeah, he's proper shooting. Even though he ain't, got, he ain't bothered about the uh, mines and that, is he? Just because that's why everyone's all... Yeah, he just goes oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Clint Eastwood, isn't it? What I do like is the major. Now, who plays the major in this? Did I write? Did I write it down? Is it the major? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, what's that noise? Uh, if you hear any noises, because we've got the windows open, yeah, because yeah. it is extremely hard. I can't remember who. Who? Oh, I thought I wrote it down. Is it Colonel Booker? Ross Elliot. One of them did a TV program called In the Is it In the Family, which I think was a famous like it in our hot mom. Oh, no, right. sorry, that uh, until death is too part. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, the way the major, oh, I love that. The way the major thinks that Kelly's team are fighting for them, fighting mm. for the war. Oh, no, he's really that. funny. Isn't it? He's oh, obviously meant to be patterned there, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's just been patterned the way he's like. He's just like he's upset. It's like. What's obsessed? It's like the commander of his Kelly's unit. What's obsessed? He's getting that a fucking boat, boat out, you know? Yeah, just getting a boat. Really yeah, again, again, I think he's having a dig that were their priorities were, weren't they? And again, I think that's the reason why the team go for going for the gold, going for gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry yeah, Kelly. Yeah. Um, Henry Kelly. Don't put that music in, though. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they see that their commander is buggering off for a few yeah. days, taking a boat down to yeah, yeah. France again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, they get into the town where this bank is. I love the scene where you got the cowboy and the other guy in the bell tower. Yeah, no, yeah. Looking at all the tiger tanks, and then they all start ready. Do you know what I think as well? I think uh, uh, Saviour Private Ryan needs a homage to that bit. Yeah. Because he's yeah. in the bell tower, and he, I yeah. love that bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah start, I really think Because when I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, yeah, there's loads of re- references film. Because, you know, Quinton Tantino has a massive fan of his film. Oh, really? He used to have a poster up a bit when he was at school. Ooh. So, yeah, he loves I his might, film. I might hashtag Tantino when I do the, the oh, social yeah, media yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, so, of course, there's a, uh, there is a continuity here, Eva. So I've got to bring it in. But there's one point where you see, the ger- from the viewpoint, the German jumps into the tank, the one that we see later on. To rev the engines up to get the engines to go, and as it cuts down, he's still standing outside it. Yeah, yeah. Continuity error. Yeah, yeah, but Anderson fingers well goes. I ain't found no tiger tanks, and nothing can stop them. Well, they seem to stop them. Yeah. Pretty easy, don't they? That one, they blow it to sky. Yeah. You could not do that with a tiger tank. You'd well, never he, get anywhere near it. He turns around and he says, "The only way we can get, the only way to do it is shoot it from yeah. behind." And, and he so, does that later on, but then it's sort of forgotten. Well, no, he shoots it with the pan- paint first. Yeah, yeah. But right. They really get it because the tank gets caught down a narrow street, yeah, and know. the tourists going round. But that, I thought a tourist would go straight for the yeah, building. And it, there. But it's not. But it's back out then later on. It's like yeah. that was films of the time, were not it? It's yeah. like oh, it's no, well, no one's going to be able to rewind it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, you know. Now the shootout of this is absolutely brilliant. It really is good, and you have got some excellent sniper shooting as well. From hence the reason why I start playing sniper. Yeah, oh, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd pause tank so he shoots the uh, the paint, and then a proper rocket ride up his ass. Um, Big Joe then finds Oddball sipping wine and enjoying the rays. That is like you said. Yeah, yeah. He was enjoying the rays, man. Yeah, yeah, I like it. But I like that bit. He goes, let's talk to him. I like that bit. Yeah. He goes, how are we going to beat him? There's a deal. Yeah. Been a man, he's just like a deal. Now, is it Oddball? It's a crap game. It's crap game, says crap that. Game, because that's why they call him that. He's always yeah. doing deals, isn't he? So they're doing that. And that's where you get the, the homage to, to Good and Bad and the Ugly. Yeah, yeah. It's just a great Western scene. And it is great. But again, again, man, I mean, look. Eastwood is the dude, right? There's no question about it. Savalis looks brilliant, and oddball Donald Sutherland. 
I'm quite glad I've, I've gone my ginger beard at the moment because that bit where he's walking along and he kind of he's, if you notice he's able to just that kind of like his smile is like a, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah and yeah. He just, his eyes flick to the left and right and then he because he, he's, he's, he's got, got the uh, what's it called the, uh, uh, the, uh, the German uh, yeah not the Luger yeah the Luger he just, just eclipses yeah, his yeah, 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 like a western thing yeah. isn't it and think, yeah. what would you expect there's a tiger tank there I know what the fuck yeah 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 now the German jumps out of the tank and then he has a good look at the thing and he goes, okay. And then the next thing you see is the doors being blown open by the bank. Didn't take a lot of convincing. Yeah. You know, and you see that American bit then where they're all looking at it and they yeah. saw the, the American music playing. They're all dreaming what they're going to do with the. And you got you got that little Joe with the weird teeth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like really like over Oh yeah, that one with the weird. He's got a really weird a really face. Weird, he's the whiny guy, you know, the yeah. really whiny guy. So the German officer, Barbara, 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 and he's Barbara. Barbara. Yeah, this is really Barbara. <laughs> Oddball leaves and he's leaving and it's a beautiful tank and he's going, what is the negative way? Oh, he's, he's got his tiger tank. He's got his tiger tank. But what makes me laugh, he's even wearing the long German coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh, no, them, them German coats were amazing. The leather ones, you know, the long leather ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for not for many other people, mind you, but for Oddball, it looked great. So, yeah, once that flowing coat on the tank leaves, uh, Big Joe gets the villagers to go meet the mayor, doesn't he? Doesn't he no. say something like someone else? Doesn't he say it's uh, Kissinger or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says someone doesn't need where to block them up, go. So they all go, and yeah. there's, there's the major, he's like, loving <laughs> it in here, or whatever, he's the colonel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they leave a sign saying, Up yours, Kilroy. And now, did I miss something? Now, is there a character in this called Kilroy? No, but isn't he called. He's called Major Kill. He's Major Kilroy in that, isn't he? Oh, is he? Is that That's he is? his name. But like I said, it's never really mentioned because at the beginning I was thinking, what's his name? Yeah. Is he meant to be Patton? Because he obviously is. I mean, but then, could well be, yeah. And then he goes, hmm. you know, it's Kilroy. But that's a big, and that's another thing that weren't round then, was it? That thing with the yeah, yeah, that's what, from what, the sixties, no. it from the yeah, sixties, yeah. isn't it? But uh, it's still a quite. A fun. Oh yeah, it's funny. I mean, that probably could have been done a little bit better. But it's you know, so that's the end of the film. Before we talk about some trivia and stuff like that, but I think it's. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I don't know about this, but when I put it on, and I put it on originally for my daughter as well, because it's like a you, so it's like, mm. there's no swearing. In no, it, no, no, no. And um and she's enjoyed about five minutes of it, but then buggered off upstairs. It's quite long as well, isn't it? it? You is forget really it's a long long, film. Man, it's such a good film. It yeah. seems that it's long, but it does. Seem it's a to film of its time again, isn't it? I think, it like you know, I was thinking there was loads of films like this. You know, we grew up with like like the Dirty Dozen mm. and the Guns and Navarone and mm. uh, Where Eagles Dare, like Rumps. You know, World Wars, and that's what. Quinton tried Vivian Glorious Bastards but yeah, did but not failed, work. Yeah. I mean, I watched this on Father's Day, so I was going to have a double bill. And you know what the other films yeah. I watch? Hannibal Brooks. Yeah, that's another one like that. It's a really one. good yeah. film. Yeah. I, like I think it. it's a crack. I think we'll do that, but probably next year. Yeah, or something yeah, yeah. Like that. But I love that one because it's a Michael Winner film. It's probably, uh, apart from Death Wish, probably Michael Winner's only other good film. Yeah, I think it's his most complete film where yeah. it's not ridiculously yeah. violent not and badly on. made. We'll talk about balls on Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's a wonder, it is a wonderful film. You can pick it up for like. Two ninety nine on Amazon. It's dirt cheap, and it's not a bad transfer actually, either, is it? I no, it's it's always on TCM as well. Like turning, TC, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was on TV. Yeah, and it used to be on Netflix for a bit, wasn't oh, it? Was it? it just went off. It, it went, went off. off there. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't look at. I don't think it was on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Like I said, I think most people. Are, most of the people who listen to podcasts are around about our age would have saw it. Oh God! I don't and know. if you haven't, just watch it. It's just to watch it and entertain. It really is. Don't take it. Don't think. Don't watch it and think. Oh, that did that because none. 
tarnished when it happened. <laughs> yeah, don't go in it with a Dan Carlin. No, 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 no. So, so a little bit of there's not a lot of facts actually, but there's a few. Um, filming commenced of this film in July 1969. It was completed in December. The in December, it was shot on location in the Istrian village of um, Vizinada, which is in Croatia, which of course at that point was in part of Yugoslavia. It was also filmed in London. Approximately 20 minutes were cut from the film by Metro and Golden Man what? before, just before theatrical release. Eastwood said later in interviews that he was very disappointed about the recut by MGM because he felt that many of the deleted scenes not only gave depth to the characters but also made the movie much better. That's got to be the beginning, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. That's got to have been the beginning, what, what he was doing over there. Well, there's also a thing as well where there was a female character, a strong female yeah. character. Oh, film. yeah. Another thing I'd say is this film wouldn't be made because there's no... The women in it are irrelevant. There's none. There's not in the background, isn't there? Yeah. So, but there's one, there was a female, and I think it was Ingrid Pitt, and oh. she was boarding the plane to go when she was told that the role was cut. That's crazy, isn't I it? Know, I know. Times, other times are different now. Now, here's some uh, funny ones for you. Oh, here's a quick one. John Landis was a production assistant on this film, and he also appears in an extra. He was one of the three nuns. Donald Sutherland became seriously ill during filming on location in Yugoslavia. His wife received a telegram telling her to come immediately, be warning, but warning her that he would probably be dead before what? she arrived. Uh, so that's interesting. The noise made by the electric motor of the Tiger's turrets was later used for the movements of the powerlifters in Aliens. Ah, that, that's a brilliant fact. Uh, it was during shooting in Yugoslavia in 1969 that Donald Sutherland received word via co-star Clint Eastwood that his then-wife, Shirley Douglas, was arrested for trying to buy hand grenades for the Black <laughs> Panthers with a, with a personal cheque from an undercover FBI agent. Sutherland recounts his story after mentioning that when Eastwood got to the part about the personal cheque, he laughed so hard that he fell to his knees and Sutherland had to help him up. Eastwood then put his arm around Sutherland and walked him down the hill that overlooked the Yugoslav countryside, assuring his friend his complete support of the predicament. Sutherland and Douglas, who was, of course, the parent of Kiefer Sutherland, divorced a year later. <laughs> you know, yeah, I reckon some hijinks on that set. Oh, I can imagine Eastwood really, get, really finding that funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, so there you go. So that's the uh, that's the end of the end of this uh, little ditty of podcast. So um, we have no idea what we're doing next, do we? No, no. We had a conversation about what. Yeah, we, we don't doing, know. But... We're gonna be, we're gonna do something a bit. I don't know. But what gritty or bit, um... no? This is a com- comedy war film. What did, what's the one we did before? Prisoner. Oh, so you don't see that, you don't know. British American. Maybe welcome we to do... welcome to the production office. Yeah, maybe we should do something from another country. Maybe do an Australian something. Ooh, what? You can say. Wow, oh man, yeah. Come to the other day. Come on. I thought, and what's that film in yours? I'd like to watch it again. Yeah. Not the other. Uh, the second no, no, one. No, 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 the second first one. one. We'll do it. That's it then. On, there you there, go, ladies and gentlemen. on there. Not, that's on, been stereotypical, but there yeah, you go. Yeah, come on, Aussies. And we uh, can do some brilliant Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan show. Grow up watching Paul Hogan oh, show. Yeah. Yeah, man, that'd be cool. Right, and so next episode is going to be Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that film. It's I'm, I'm going to be. Uh, my accent will be even more Australian. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get a really good Blu-ray out or anything. Ooh. That'd be good. There you go. Investigate. That's it. Yeah, I should be investigating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, then. Well, thanks for listening. Stay to the end of the show for all of Jen's blurb as usual, and of course for that Clint Eastwood special. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Bye. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com.
You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar, and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. Everything.